I want you to do me a favor, and I want you to close your eyes and think about the person that you love most. Okay, so just close your eyes and think about that person that you love the most. Uh, it could be your spouse, it could be your husband, your wife, it could be your significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend. Maybe that's the person you love the most. Or, or maybe it's your children. Um, think about your children, and, and maybe you love your children the most. Um, and so, and, and don't play favorites. Don't think about one child over another, depending on who made you mad on the way to church today. So think about your children, maybe. Or, or maybe it is a friend, a, a sibling, a brother or a sister. Uh, maybe it's your parents, teenagers, probably not you, but it's probably your pa- Maybe it's your parents that you love them the most. Uh, it could be uh, your best friend, Brandon. My best friend, Brandon. It's not him, but, it, you know, it's a... Uh... <laughs> Think about, your, you know, that person you love the most. Maybe it's your pastor. I know some of you, it's your pastor. I know. It's, it's me. It's right, right, right. Okay, no. Okay, so, okay, go ahead and open your eyes now. Open your eyes. Okay. When you think about that person, you think about that person that you love so much. You think about how much you love them, and you love them with just everything you are. You, you love them so much. Um, why do you love them so much? You, you think about why you love them. Maybe it has something to do with their, uh, with their spirit, you know, and just who they are and, and, and how special they are to you. And, the, and they're kind and they're loving and they're, they're generous. And, 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 or maybe, you know, like, like I said, you married them or you gave birth to them or, you know, and, and you just love them so much because they're family. Um, maybe it's because they're, they're nice and, and, like I said, they're generous. They do something or they've done something for you. Uh, and, and whatever that reason is that you love that person so much, you know, you, you're, you're, you know that you'd do anything for them. You would do anything for them that you possibly could. You would do anything for them because you love them so much. You would, you'd take a bullet for them if, if you had to, you know, and, and you, just, you just love them. And, and, and it's such a good feeling to know that you love someone and that, and that they love you too. Um, love, love is wonderful, isn't it? Love is great. Okay, close your eyes again. I got one more little exercise I want you to do. All right, now, now that we have those warm, fuzzy feelings, okay, now think about the person that you can't stand the most, okay? Think about that person that just drives you up a wall. Think about that person that drives you crazy. Think about that person that, I, we, now, we don't hate people because we're Christians. We love Jesus, so we don't hate people. Um, but maybe it's close. Maybe it's close for you. That person that you loathe, that person that you despise, you know, you just can't stand them. Think about that person. Okay, all right, now go ahead and open your eyes. Okay, count to 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Get the bad feelings out. But why, do you can't, why can't you stand them? Why, you know, what is that, what happened? You know, it's usually circumstantial. It's usually something that they did to you or they did to someone you love. And, and, they, and they hurt you in such a terrible way. Uh, they, they caused so much pain, uh, whether they uh, gossiped about you or they lied about you or they lied to you or they hurt your family in some way. And you just can't stand that person. You can't stand the thought of that person. Now, hold on to that for just a minute because you're going to need that. In about 20 minutes. So today we are going to continue in our series called Put God First. Now this series we started last week by talking about seeking God first. And how we need to seek God first. This series is all about priorities. And it's about the priorities that we have as followers of Jesus. Now in every single one of our lives there is something that is 
uh, vying for the throne of our hearts. There's something that wants to be number one in our lives. And we're, this whole series is all about how God needs to be number one in our hearts, number one in our lives. And so last week, like I said, we talked about seeking God first. And that when we seek the will of God and we seek the God's kingdom and his righteousness, uh, instead of seeking our own kingdom, instead of seeking our own needs and our own wants, we let God take care of it. We let him be our protector, our provider, and our healer. And we seek after him and we find that he gives us everything that we need. When we seek after him first, he provides all that we need. So we seek God first. Not the things of this world, not the things that we desire, but we seek God first. Today we're talking about loving God first. Next week, we're going to talk about serving God first. And then the following week, we'll talk about thanking God first when it's Thanksgiving weekend. And then we're going to do a series in the month of December called What a Difference a Day Makes, Christmas edition. We're going to talk about how uh, a single day changed the lives of so many people uh, when it came to the first Christmas uh, back 2,000 years ago. So that's what we're going to talk about for the next couple of weeks. Um, but for today, we're talking about priorities. We're talking about loving God first and making God our first priority in our hearts. Now, uh, when it comes to this idea of, being, uh, uh, of having priorities and when it comes to this idea of, of Jesus being number one, of God being number one, uh, that's exactly what Jesus said, that he has to be number one in our lives, that we have to love him first and foremost. doesn't mean that we love only him, but we love him First, And this is what he said in Luke chapter 14, verses 25 and 26. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, this doesn't sound very Jesus-y. And so you're going to look at this and be like, wait a minute, did he really say that? Yes, he really said this, and I'll explain why in just a second. But check this out. It says, large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And like I said, that doesn't sound very Jesus-y at all, does it? Jesus is telling me to hate my family, hate my kids, hate my spouse, you know, hate my parents. And teenagers, I know that's not so hard to, it's not a real stretch. Um, he's not telling you to hate anybody. What he's saying is that the love that you are to have for God, the love that you are to have for him, is to be so great and so all-encompassing that it makes everything else seem like hate. So he's not actually telling you to hate your family. He's telling you to love him so much that everything else pales in comparison. But when it comes to priorities and who sits on the throne of our hearts, it has to be God. It has to be Jesus. He's got to be number one. And we have to put God first. So like I said, today we're talking about loving God first and loving God with all that we are. And uh, we're going to talk about a passage from the book of Matthew. Now, the book of Matthew is a gospel, and uh, the gospel of Matthew was written by a man named Matthew. He's one of Jesus' disciples, one of Jesus' followers, and he wrote this biography of Jesus. Um, and, and the book of Matthew is full, uh, was written to a Jewish audience, and so it's full of Old Testament references. And we're going to look at a couple of those today uh, where Jesus quotes the Old Testament. So we're in Matthew chapter 22. If you brought a Bible, great, turn to Matthew chapter 22. If you didn't bring a Bible, you can grab one out of the chair in front of you. It's on page 804 of that Bible. Uh, or you can also follow along on the GFCC app. If you haven't gotten the app yet, go ahead and search for GFCC in your app store, whether it's the Google Play Store or the iTunes Store, or whatever Apple's doing now. Um, 
and uh, search for GFCC. You can download the app and follow along. You can take notes in your app. You can publish them to social media. You can also get push notifications on what's going on around here, as well as give your tithes and offerings through the app. Now, like I said, we're in Matthew chapter 22. This takes place during the last week of Jesus's life. And several of the Jewish religious group's leaders are coming to Jesus, and they're asking him questions. They're trying to trip him up. So they're questioning Jesus to get him to say something that would give them reason to crucify him, give them reason to put him to death. So they're trying to get him to blasphemy or say something against God that was worthy of death uh, in their day. So the first group that comes up to him are the Sadducees, and the Sadducees were the aristocratic ruling leaders of Israel. Uh, it was made up of the priests and the upper crust, um, and so the Sadducees were trying to trip him up about, a, uh, about some questions that they had, some things that they didn't believe and they wanted Jesus' opinion on, and Jesus silenced them, the Bible says, that he uh, put, to, put their questions to rest. And so after the Sadducees come, uh, then the Pharisees come. So take a look there, Matthew chapter 22. We're going to look at verses 34 through 36 here as we start. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Now, here's the thing about the law of Moses. Now, the Pharisees were experts in the law. They loved God's law. And, and there were 613 laws in the Old Testament. 613. Could you imagine trying to keep track of 613 laws? We stink at keeping the Ten Commandments, let alone 613 laws. So there's 613 laws, and this Pharisee comes up to Jesus and wants to know. The Pharisees get together. It's like, okay, all right, who's going to ask him? Are you going to ask him? Are you going to ask him? Uh, how, okay, you, you, you go ask him. So they're going to ask Jesus this question that was a very popular question in those days. Of all the 613 commandments, which is the most important? Now, the Pharisees believed that the most important commandment was honoring the Sabbath and keeping it holy. That was their, that was to them was the number one commandment. Jesus doesn't answer that way. No, Jesus quotes the Old Testament. And, and, and we're going to see what he says here in verses 37 and 38. So look at verse 37. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. So he doesn't even quote one of the Ten Commandments, uh, but rather he quotes from Leviticus chapter 19, we'll, uh, from uh, Deuteronomy 6. We'll see that in just a second. But Jesus says the, the first and greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Now, I've told you before, the New Testament was written in ancient Greek, and the ancient Greek word for love there is the word agapao, and it is a word that means unconditional love. Here's the cool thing about this word agapao, is it is found in John 3.16, where it says that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And that word, God so loved the world, is that same word, agapao. And so when Jesus says that we are to love God with all of our heart, soul, and mind, we are to love God the way that he loves us, with an unlimited, unselfish, unconditional love. Now, this is important because sometimes we put conditions on our love for God. Oh, God, I will love you if you do this for me. God, I will love you if you work out this relationship. God, I will love you if you provide. God, I will love you if you take care of me. God, I will love you if you heal my loved one. But our love for God is to be the same kind of love that he has for us. 
that unlimited, unselfish, unconditional kind of love. And that's what agapao means. So when it comes to how we agapao God, when it comes to how we love God, we are to love him with all of our heart, soul, and mind. And this literally means to love him with everything that we are, to love him with everything that we have. We love God first with all of our heart, which is our emotion. That is our, it's an emotional kind of love. It's a feeling kind of love. But sometimes we don't feel like we love God. So we're to love him with our soul. That's in our spirit. That is what we believe. That is with our faith. That we love God with our soul. And sometimes we don't feel it. Sometimes we don't believe it. So then we love God with our mind. We choose to love God. Even if we don't feel it. Even if we don't believe it. And sometimes we have doubts, right? Sometimes we have fears. And we don't feel like loving God. And we don't believe that we love God. We are to choose to love God. When our heart fails us, when our soul fails us, then we choose to love God with our mind. It's a, it's a choice. It's a, a matter of the will. So we are to love God with all that we are, our heart, our soul, and our mind. And like I said, this comes from Deuteronomy chapter 6. It's a, it's a passage of scripture called the Shema. And faithful Jews repeat the Shema every morning and every night in their prayers. And this is what it says, Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5. Hear, O Israel... The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. So to love God with all that you are. And like I said, good Jews repeat that every morning and every night in their prayers. And this is like the very foundation of their faith. That God uh, is one God. He is the God of Israel. He is one God. Not like the gods of the Canaanites around them that served many gods. They said, no, our God is one. He is one God, and we serve and worship him only. So when it comes to how we love God, we love God with all of our heart, soul, and mind. We love him with everything that we are. We love him first. But wait, there's more. Because Jesus says there's a second commandment that is equal to the first. Look at verses 39 and 40. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So when Jesus says we are to love God with all of our heart, soul, and mind, he says that is the first and greatest commandment. And then he says the second commandment is like it, meaning that it is equal to the first. So it's not like commandment one, commandment two. It's commandment one A, commandment one B. They are equal and just as equally important. Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, the Greek word there for love, guess what? Same word, agapao, that unconditional love. I love what Gene Getz, author Gene Getz says. He says, doing uh, unconditional love, this agapao, is doing what is right and best for someone, even if it involves negative feelings. So you may not want to love that person because you have negative feelings toward them. You may have negative feelings towards your neighbor and you don't want to love them. But Christ commands us to love our neighbor as ourselves. And you don't hate yourself. You may hate the way you look. You may hate the, the, the situation that you're in. You may uh, hate the, the extra pounds you're carrying or you may hate the color of your hair or whatever, the color of your eyes. Nobody hates themselves. Because we take care of ourselves, right? We feed ourselves, we clothe ourselves, we take care of ourselves. 
We, we don't hate ourselves. And, and as much as we don't hate ourselves, we shouldn't hate our neighbor either. And because we love ourselves and take care of ourselves, we should love our neighbor and take care of our neighbors. Later in the Gospels, uh, in one of the other Gospels, it says, who is my neighbor? The question was asked to Jesus in, 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 in light of this question, in light of this statement, who is my neighbor? And he told the parable of the Good Samaritan. And basically said that your neighbor is everyone that you meet when you're walking down the street. The people in your people that you meet each day. A few Sesame Street fans, nice. Oh yeah, Mr. Rogers. It's the same. We love our neighbor as ourselves. We love our neighbor as ourselves. So when it comes to this idea of agapao. We love God with all of our heart, soul, and mind. We love our neighbors ourselves. Now, uh, this comes from the Old Testament as well. In the book of Leviticus, chapter 19, verse 18. God said, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. And then he puts a stamp on it and says, I am the Lord. And, uh, this comes from me, God says. I am the Lord. And I mean it. Love your neighbors yourself. Don't hold the grudge. Don't uh, hold anything against your neighbor. Forgive your neighbor and love them as you love yourself. And this is repeated throughout the New Testament. In Romans chapter 13, verses 8 through 10, Paul wrote, Let no debt remain outstanding except a continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command there may be are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. And Jesus said, all of the law and the prophets hang on two commandments. Love God and love people. It all hangs on these two commandments. Love God, love people. The Apostle John wrote the same thing in 1 John 4, 19 through 21. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. Whoever, for whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. So... Jesus said it, love your neighbors yourself. Paul said it, love your neighbors yourself. Uh, John says it, that we, if we love God, we got to love our neighbor. We got to love other people. And the question I have is, how do we love God? In light of all of this, how do we love God? The answer is simple, by loving people. We love God by loving people. We can have all kinds of reasons why we love God. And we can try and express it in many different ways. You may say, well, I love God and, and therefore I go to church. Great. But that's not how God said to love him. I love God and, and therefore I read my Bible. I read my Bible 20 minutes a day. Good for you. I read my Bible for an hour a day. Good for you. I read my Bible two hours a day. Good for you. That's not how God said to love him. I love God, and, and therefore I give 10% 10, 10 to the church. I tithe. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> but that's not how God told you to love him. I love God, and I pray. I pray every day. I pray three times a day. I pray 10 times a day. I pray 20 times a day. Good for you. It's not how God told you to love him. 
God says to love him by loving people. You demonstrate your love for God in the way that you love other people. That's how you show God that you love him, by loving people who are made in his image. Because you cannot say, I love God, but I hate these people, or I hate those people who are made in his image. We all bear the image of God. And so you can't say that you love God and hate people. If you love God, you got to love people. And you show God, you demonstrate God to God that you love him when you love people the way that he loves you. So you show God that you love him when you love other people. And that could be the, the people in your house, could be the people at work. We'll talk about this in just a second. Our, our model for this, our, our model, our example is Jesus. Because when Jesus was on the cross, he was loving the people who were crucifying him. He was asking God to forgive the people who were crucifying him. He was loving those who were killing him. And, and, and that's our model. That is our example. That we need to love people, even people we don't like. We need to love people, people that we don't want to love. We need to love people who are hurting us. And that's hard. Oh, I'm not going to stand here and tell you that it's easy. And I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to stand here and tell you that I do it. Yeah. You, you may not realize this, but like 100% of the sermons I preach aren't necessarily just for you. 100% of the sermons I preach are aimed at the guy on stage. Because I'm, I'm right in the same boat with you guys. We're all in the same boat together. We're all sinners. And we're all falling short. And we're all struggling with things like unconditional love and forgiveness and things like that. We're all in the same boat. So when it comes to this idea of loving people, you know, and demonstrating our love for God by loving people, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. So I got a little exercise I want to do with you. And, and you're really going to hate this. Because I don't like it myself. <laughs> but I'm going to make you do it anyway. So I need three volunteers. I need three volunteers real quick. I need someone who can run up to the balcony. Because balcony doesn't get excused from this one. Sorry, balcony people. All right, so here you go. I need somebody to go to the balcony. Nikki, you go to the balcony again? Great. And then you're going to have one on the left and one on the right. Everybody gets a card. Everybody gets a card. So the card that I'm handing, I'm having handed out to you now says this. The, the first line says, because I love God first, I will love fill in the blank. Because I love God first, I will love this person. And I want you to be specific. And I don't want it necessarily to be somebody that it's easy to love. Because easy, people who are easy to love are, let's face it, easy to love. It's maybe that second person that you thought of in just uh, about 20 minutes ago. That, that second person, that, the one that's hard to love. Maybe that's the person. And like I said, don't do vague generalities either. Don't, not, don't do like vague, uh, I'm going to uh, uh, I'm love a Democrat. Or I'm going to love the president. No, good for you. That's great. You should be doing that anyway. Um, but... 
what I want you to do is fill out that first blank with a name. I will love blank. And then the second blank is this. I will show them God's love by blank. I am going to love so-and-so by doing this. I want you to get real practical. And I want you to get real personal. Now, I want you to put this somewhere where you're going to see it this week. Unless it's somebody in your home. <laughs> I don't want you to tape it to your mirror. And like your wife walks in and is like, hey, hey, why'd you put my name on the card? It's not cool. But I want you to put it somewhere where you're going to see it. And like I said, I want you to get practical. I want you to, that person that you're thinking about, that you've been thinking about this whole, ser this whole sermon, this whole message, that person that you've been thinking about, I want you to put their name on this card. You don't have to do it right now. Just do it today. Do it sometime today. Think about it and think, I am going to love this person this week, and I'm going to do it in this way. I'm going to do it this way. So it could be a coworker that drives you crazy. And, and, and you know what? You're going to put on the card, I'm, you're going to put your coworker's name, you're going to put, I'm going to stop talking bad about them behind their back. It might be, it might be your spouse. I'm going to love my spouse by forgiving them because of the way they hurt me. It might be a brother or a sister. I'm going to forgive my brother for what he did to me. I'm going to forgive my parents because of the way they hurt me. I am going to do something kind for a neighbor. The neighbor whose kids play in my yard and tear up my yard. Some, that one struck a little close to home. But my, you know, my neighbor's kids running in my yard and tearing up my yard. I'm going to do something kind for my neighbor. I'm going to bake them a dozen cookies. Just because God loves them. And I'm going to show them God's love. I'm going to do something kind for somebody who I find it hard to love. Because God loves them. And he wants me to love them too. And because I love God first, I am going to love them. Because I love God first, I'm going to show them love in this way. You know, it's hard. Love isn't easy. And love asks us to do some very difficult things, like forgiveness, like acts of kindness to people that we don't want to be kind to, to forgive people that we don't want to forgive. And, and, and it opens us up to hurt. It makes us vulnerable. And that's not easy. But being a follower of Jesus, we're never told that it's going to be easy. And love is rarely easy. So we are called to love God first. And we do that when we love people. But here's the great thing. That when we do that, when we love people, and we actually put this into practice, and we love someone it changes things. It changes lives. It changes people. And so you may have an opportunity to change a situation, to change someone's life, to change someone's circumstances this week by loving them. Because we live in a world that is just devoid of love. There's not enough love to go around. 
We need to change that. We need to flip the script. We need to put more love into this world. And when we love God first, by loving other people, we do just that. So let's do that, shall we? Think about it today. Write down that name. And remember to do it this week. And let's, let's show some more love to this world, shall we? Let's love God by loving people.